DJ, PK, and Craig Bowlerjack, TV voice of the Utah Jazz, joining us. Bowler, good morning. Hello, hello. How are you? Doing well. How are you? Well, good. I'm glad Joe warmed up the stage for me. <laughs> He's, your warm up act. He's your warm-up act. He's your warm-up act. I got him last week to warm up, and now he uh, he warmed up the act. That's, it's, that's good. It's team play. That's the important yeah, thing. Yeah, team play. Team play. So, Bullard, these games are obviously not just Houston, but the ones going forward looking a little lopsided. What are you looking for in here, if anything? Clearly the Suns, a week from tomorrow, is going to be a big game. Everybody's looking forward to that, I would think. But between now and then, storylines are a little thin. Yeah, you know, you got Minnesota uh, home and away, and then uh, Sacramento, and then I'm looking at Phoenix. the calendar, and then it's a Phoenix Suns team that runs and runs, and the speed of the backcourt of Chris Paul and Devin Booker has been an issue, and I think backcourts have been an issue for the Jazz that have speed. Um, you know, even the Blazers, even though the Jazz have had some luck there, but yet speed is something the Jazz struggle with getting back defensively or in transition off missed threes. So that's what I'm looking for. Uh, look, the, the Jazz are playing without Donovan. So as Joe has said, even in his postgame last night when I was driving home, was, look, nothing changes. We still run the same type of offense, and we just you know plug in people that, that uh, obviously are going to get the job done. Joe's played really well. I mean, and Mike uh, has, has 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 been phenomenal uh, running the show with Joe in the backcourt. So, look, it's it is what it is, and the Jazz will have to figure out how to slow the tempo. Pick up points is always something Quinn Snyder speaks of. So, and you have to you have to grab a few offensive rebounds. The ball has to drop in a spot where maybe you got a little luck and you're there. So all those things come into play, but I think from now until then, it's just you know steady as she goes. Uh, try to continue to have space uh, between uh, you know the Suns and the Jazz. It's a game and a half. They won a big one in Philly last night, uh, so uh, they've got a tough schedule, mind you. Uh, they've got a lot of road games ahead. I believe it was eleven, uh, so or now ten. So you know down this stretch run. They're they're going to have to you know play good basketball themselves, and maybe they look in their they're looking over their shoulder at the Jazz and seeing how they're doing as well. But uh, you're right. Next next week uh, could decide the number one seeding in the West and basically number one seeding in the NBA. Um, who has home court all the way to the finals if by chance one of those two teams get there? So how much do you think they're paying attention to what the Suns are doing? Well, I think they have to PK. But look, they'll tell you they're not. That it's one, you know, it, it's it's the typical approach of one game at a time, as Quinn has said, getting better as the season goes on. But look, uh, you've got 13 games to play. You know who you are, and you know you know you can shoot the three. Uh, you know that you have a, a lot of weapons. You, I think you're finding out too that you even have, you know, some good depth when needed. Right? Um, some of these guys are jumping off the bench. Ilya Sova. Uh, had, a, had a nice game in, in L.A. against the Lakers. Kind of like tells you what we thought he could, you know, he could bring uh, if you give him 20 minutes or so. Uh, Jarrell Brantley, Mieoni. Uh, I still think Matt Thomas obviously hasn't found a shot with the Jazz. Feels like maybe he's rushing the shot a little bit when I watch him. But I think with Donovan out, it also proves PK that you know here is a two-time All-Star. 
um, who is a top shelf player in this league, but you can continue to win with depth and guys like Joe and Mike getting the job done. Rudy's defense uh, and Jordan Clarkson coming off the bench. So I, I mean, I still feel like the Jazz are as competitive as they as as they have been all year long. But yeah, it'll be nice. It'll be nice to put Donovan back in uh, the lineup when when the time's right for that ankle. No matter what they say, actions speak louder than words. And you guys got a hilarious photo submitted. You know, where are you watching? And so Donovan sends in a photo, and he's got these four screens set up, and he is just binging on the NBA, right? He had the the Jazz game up, of course, and he had the Warriors and Washington up, which – you know, there's a lot of good players in that matchup, and uh, the Warriors are potential first-round opponents, so I get why he's watching that. And he's yeah, got the Knicks yeah. in Atlanta. Well, Atlanta's sure. really hot in the East, and the Knicks are his hometown team, and they're on a winning streak, so I get that. And sure enough, in the bottom right corner, he's got the Suns playing the Sixers. Absolutely. So, you know, that's, it's film, that's film work, too, right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's professional curiosity. It's uh, fandom. I mean, very much in his tweets, you can see his his fandom when he's watching you know different games and different players. So it's it's all those things rolled into one. But they're very aware of what the Suns are doing. He's got that game up in the fourth quarter. He's watching it. Sure, sure. You know what? I I really enjoyed the fact that he jumped on and had some fun. It tells you the personality of Donovan Mitchell, and you know to talk to him, and then he responds with another. Uh, you know, stop it, Joe. I mean, Ingles was so hot last night from three yet again, six at ten, and you know, Gobert. I mean, it, it's it tells you the leadership and how he is a loose guy with you know, and a cheerleader for this team, right? He's not playing. I think a lot of times, you know, PK DJ, if you're injured, the biggest issue you face is the disconnect because you're not a part of it, and. I think Donovan's doing his best to stay a part of it while he while he rehabs. So I thought it was good for him. Probably good good medicine in a way to be involved and then to shoot down a tweet like that and for us to pick it up. I mean the fans love it and that's who Donovan is. I think we got a, even a bigger taste of, of it last night by just a simple tweet and that photo uh, of showing what he how he spends his time tells you not only fandom as you said, DJ, but also doing the work observing uh and you know he sent out a tweet later about trey young having having a lower leg injury and so yeah he's well aware of what's going on and he's studying his opponent for sure so with mitchell aboard for the next few years contractually and i would assume beyond that and he's a young dynamic guy all sorts of charisma you got Dwayne wade aboard now to at least a degree to what degree i'm not sure but at least he's around his name is attached to the franchise Ryan Smith is a younger owner. I think this is the youngest ownership group in the NBA. Can we put to bed all this nonsense The players don't want to be here? I think it's another huge step, PK, in that, in that process. And I think Ryan's smart enough to realize that you know he wants to make changes and Dwayne Wade uh, obviously wants to come aboard. I, I wasn't aware of their friendship. And, I mean, Ryan obviously becomes a billionaire by connecting a lot with a lot of different people. And Dwayne Wade, obviously one of them. And I think Ryan felt like it was a, an incredible idea to try to – if maybe Dwayne reached out, but the conversation seems like, look, why don't you come aboard and let's make change together? And I think that's exactly what, what 
the two have done. It's it's obviously in its in its infancy, but I I don't think you can look away from the impact that Dwayne Wade will have not only with this franchise but in the ability to reach out beyond the Jazz to bring players or entice them to look. And I think that's a good thing all the way around. So does that impact Donovan's decisions down the road? I would say absolutely. Rudy, absolutely. And others, uh, yes. And so maybe this is that step that a lot of people have been waiting for. Some turned their nose to it. I get it. But also, this is a time of change. And you have to educate yourself on the reasons why and move forward. And I think Ryan is in that position as an owner in this league uh, to, to bring in a minority uh, ownership uh, with Dwayne Wade that the league is trying to um, open the doors to. And Ryan stepped through it, and so did Dwayne Wade. Um, it's an interesting time, right? And I think it's a good move, and I think it only helps solidify the jazz in the NBA recruiting and also retaining players that are under contract. And that's part of the reason why I think uh, this younger ownership group has a little bit more insight now of where they want to go to the next level, right? The Miller group brought them there multiple times to the, to the front porch. And with Carl and John, it was a, another time, obviously, in the NBA, and times do change. I think Gail maybe realized that. And that's why Ryan might be, well, you know, he's the owner and it's, it's the right time maybe for change. And that's where the Jazz are going right now. So we have been debating, discussing, analyzing the race for number one. And there are many questions. And we don't have a lot of time with you. So I'm going to throw out several and you can attack whichever ones you want. Okay. How badly do the Jazz want one? Would they be willing to hand the Suns one? Because, well, that probably means the Lakers or Nuggets in the second round. So good luck with that. Would they yep. prefer the Lakers or the Clippers? Or do they not care? They know the tests are going to be massive, regardless of who they play. And when Quinn says they need to be playing their best basketball, he knows they need to be playing their best basketball because anything less than that will get them beat by somebody at some point and possibly sooner rather than later. Uh, DJ, those are all incredible uh, bullet points of interest to me because you could drop to two and maybe help yourself. But in, in the jazz way of doing things, unless now they totally take a different track, right? Because the, the, the way it was, and we were just talking about the way it was and what it is now, we're going to find out. Do you arrest players? Do you see analytically, which the jazz have brought in multiple individuals to help with analytics about rest Obviously, they're studying the, 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 the Phoenix Suns' schedule compared to what they're doing. And so, you know, look, LeBron's coming back. AD is going to give it a shot and see how he stands with the calf and the Achilles. And look, the Clippers have Kawhi and, uh, and Paul George. It's not easy in the West, no matter how you cut it. But it is about getting out of the first round. It is about getting into the second. And it is about getting a shot excuse me, at, at the Western Conference. So to answer your question, I'm going to wait and see, too. I think there's a lot of different ways they're approaching it. But, again, it's about one game at a time. And I know people get tired of hearing that. But you know what? Do the, do the Suns have issues themselves down the road? I mean, I, I don't think the Jazz really want to help them. But I tell you, DJ, it is an interesting thought. If you're looking at your first-round, second-round opponent, uh, how does it play into your hands better? 
And look, a lot of teams have jockeyed themselves at times, and why not the Jazz? But I will say the one positive is the number one seed in the NBA gives you home court throughout. And we know the power of this Jazz fan base and what's happening this year on the floor at Vivid Arena. They've lost just three games. Those are Carl and John days, by the way, at Old Delta Center. And this fan base will start to trickle in more and more as time goes on. And maybe into the playoffs, it obviously may jump even more, a few more thousand fans. I think it plays into the Jazz hands perfectly. But uh, the analytics of it are still in the hands of the Jazz, and it'll be interesting to see what direction they go. So what do they got now, 5,000? Is that what they're allowed in, roughly? I think it's 5,600, PK, 5, and I wouldn't be surprised. You know, again, I know nothing. I think there's hopes and probably being guided by, you know, health officials in the state of Utah and most most importantly what the NBA is also, uh, you know, their their input as well and what this, the state of Utah's COVID issues and the, the height of infection. Obviously, as we decide who decides to get uh, vaccinated plays an impact uh, part of this too. And so, again, I think it's, it's moving parts, PK. I really do. I'm not sure where they want to go. I mean, I'm sure they love to have, you know, 10, 12,000 in for the playoffs, if not a packed house. But I think we still may be, you know, a, a jump or two away from that. But I think the progress is being made. But I tell you, man, just having the 5,600 or 6,000 in the stands, you can feel the difference from what it was at the beginning of the season. And, um, you know, our fan base, the Jazz fan base, has always been intense and vocal. And I think it does play into the Jazz hands if they do grab the one seed. You know, I'm not sure, again, you know, how you break it down, if it's best to be two. There's something about being one because you've been there all season long. And then is there a, is there a doubt that goes through your mind uh, if you drop to two? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So all those things come into play, I really believe. Uh, but, man, what a season it's been. And you're battling through Donovan now out. You know, the Lakers have done the same thing with two of their, their top key players. The Jazz have been one of the healthiest teams in the league this year. And, uh, you know, there's less than a month, what, three and a half weeks left in the season. So as I like to say, buckle up. Because I think this is going to be an incredible run uh, and obviously a disappointment if the Jazz don't get into round two and beyond. But, look, I think, I think this team, as we saw, D.J., and PK, they've been focused from the bubble, and I think we've seen most of that this year. There's been a slip or two, but look, that happens in the course of a truncated 72-game schedule. They're playing fast and furious, and this season is going to come to an end pretty quick into the playoffs. The 16th isn't far away, May 16th, and then the 22nd is when the playoffs begin. So, wow. it's And then all of a sudden, when you get into June, you're going to have another season start in October. I mean, it's it's coming at you with the Olympics in between. Uh, it's a lot of basketball. Bowler, we appreciate it as always. And you and Joe get together and decide who wants to be the warm-up pack next week. Yeah, yeah. I think we'll trade it uh, off and on. Uh, PK, though, I think you could warm us up a little bit, too. Uh, oh, easily. Or two. A little yeah. Rush or whatever, you know, rush. Tom Petty. Whatever yeah. it might be, yeah. yeah. Yeah, bring the guitar. So, yeah, well, I'll let Joe decide. You know, Cardi B, even. I don't want to get, you know, Joe's Joe, and I can't get a technical foul, so that's, you know, I'll let him do that. <laughs> uh, I think broadcasters have gotten, I think there's some they ejected. <laughs> I think they've yeah, been I'm kicked out. I'm off the floor now, so I, he'd have to hear me right, really yeah. good. I'd have to get a megaphone yeah. out there and yell at it. But That uh, that protects you from yourself there and all your worst does. inclinations. Absolutely. Yeah, hey. I'll let Joe, I'll let Joe pay that fine. Thank you, Bowler.
All right, guys. See you soon. Your feedback coming up next. Stay with us.